Good morning, Cord. How are you doing this morning, brother? Fantastic, Jeff. How are you, my friend? I am doing great for a Friday morning. The sun is out. Woke up this morning, had a cup of coffee or two or three or four, and uh, <laughs> life was all good in the world. That's right. I'm on number three. So that's, uh, I think, yeah, we're in sync there. It's good stuff. You know, I, I, it's funny. I, I, you know, just a side note here. I, I think, uh, I think I may have to actually buy another coffee maker and put one in my office. So I don't have to get up and go to the, go to my coffee maker, yep. um, you know, about four or five times a morning. That's you know, right. Just have one right here on the desk. Shave those moments off wherever you can reinvest them. I like it. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> you got well, it. So, we, you know, obviously our audience knows we talk a lot and it seems like one of the topics we you just some things that have popped up recently that we've been discussing um you know and, and what do we talk about next on the episode and a lot of times it's what's going on in our life or just maybe a thought right and yep. so um you know i'm excited to talk this morning right because we typically talk about bridging the leadership gap right mm-hmm. um, leaders to maybe the front line workers and really how do you engage and, and lead them with empathy and, you know, what are their goals and help them achieve and not focus on the number. Um, But one of the things we've been talking about is leading the leaders. Yeah. Right. Um, And and I think it's an important topic. So with that, I'm just going to kind of throw it over to you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Put you on the spot. Uh, that's fine. I think, you know, it's a natural progression, right? If you're, if you're leading well, then eventually those you're leading have an opportunity to become leaders themselves. And, and again, you know, we could, we could do a whole episode on succession planning, but as a leader, that needs to be a part of your plan. Uh, who are you grooming? Because if you're not grooming someone, then you're stuck, right? So right. I think it just makes sense that we get to this topic because again, if you're doing it right, you're producing other leaders and boy, does the, does the dynamic shift when that's the case. It, it, think about it like the difference of how you interact with your child when they are five to 10 years old versus when they're 15 to 20 years old. Yeah, There's a shift there, right? Now, all of a sudden we have to communicate more like peers, more like adults, a little bit more mutual respect. The, just because I said so doesn't work anymore. <laughs> right. I mean? The same thing happens in our leadership journey. And, um, and so anyway, I love that we're on this topic. And so, you know, we're, we're going to take this down a couple of paths, but the first being directly leading leaders, whether you develop them or not, um, you know, how, how does the, well, again, how does the dynamic shift? How do you adjust to that as a leader? Um, you know, how do your questions change? What, where do you fit in their, in their world now that they're a leader? Um, and that, yeah. that's what we're here to chat about today. So anyway, that's. Yeah. You know, and it's, I, I think as I, you know, again, listening to what you just said there, I wrote down, I jotted down a couple words that I feel like I've experienced when, you know, um, leading leaders, right? It's that first interaction, that first moment when you meet this person, whether you, maybe you have known them, you've heard them on a conference call, whatnot, but you meet them for the very first time, right? And whether they know something about you or not, um, it seems like there's a couple couple things that creep in, um, or maybe it's just the perception of what I, the, the feeling I'm getting from them is, you know, one of, there's something that's happened in the past where it's created either a fear or a trust issue, 
Yeah. Right. And I think those are the two things that we have to overcome immediately. And how you do that is really important. Do you meet that person and go straight into business? You know, for me, I like to let's break bread over a meal. Let's, I want to learn about you. You learn about me. And I think that sets up the foundation. And I don't know that everyone does that. Right. Right. Um, Because I've had people where, wait, you want to do what? I thought we were just going to have a business meeting. Um, No, 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 not yet. Like, let's just, let's get a chance to know each other. I love that. I think that, you know, I think that when, when leaders interact with leaders, there's this elephant in the room that seldom actually gets addressed. Um, And that, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for um, just straight up asking the question, because if you're, if, if, if you're interacting with another leader, then they obviously have ideals that they've deployed that worked for them, that got them to this position. And they have a style, a cadence, a rhythm. Um, And so if you're leading a leader, it's important that you understand those aspects. Otherwise it could clash and create conflict that probably won't ever get discussed. Right. Because it's just this unspoken thing, you know, I'm, I'm doing my own thing. I report to this guy, but I really have my own, you know, You've heard it all before. Um, So I think it's absolutely appropriate to literally say, hey, how do you like to be coached? Because I'm not here to manage you. That's not, you know, that you, you, you've got your show, man. I'm just here to be that, you know, that support structure, that, that driving force, that, you know, that sounding board, you know, those things. So how do you like to be coached? Let's, let's talk through that. Do you want it? on a cadence? Do you want it focused? Do you want us going through an actual playbook or do you just need it like therapy? I mean, let's talk. Um, and then that's, that's okay. Let's go with that. Um, and I think that there's that, that shows a modicum of respect that's typically missed. We usually try to fit others into our cadence, our timelines, our styles, and man, with another leader that doesn't always work. So it's, uh, you know, I think the conversation's valuable. Yeah, I think if you don't have the conversation, you're missing an opportunity, right? And I think there's just this assumption sometimes. Yeah. You you said it very well, fit into my cadence. And I, I had this vision of, of um, a dance floor, a ballroom dance floor, yeah. right? And so if, you know, we're not competing on this dance floor, we're, we're moving in concert with one another. And I think that was a word you made, moving in concert, right? But, you know... I need to know that next step, boom, where I'm right here, you know, and we're, we're crossing through this dance floor on a routine, but we're doing it in the business sense where look, we're working together here. Not, not competition is good, but at the same time, if you've got an area where you want to get to, if there's not a plan and there's not constant daily reinforcement or just uh, working together, yep. over time, I think it's going to crumble. Some, an event's going to happen, and that that bond's not strong enough to, to 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 stay solid, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. So, kind of goes back to pulling the rope in the same direction, right? We've talked a lot about that in just a corporation environment, in a you know from operations to you know whatever the different yeah. departments. Everyone's looking out for their own instead of working together and growing this thing together. Same thing with you know leading leaders. Um, That's right. So. No, you're absolutely right. The, I love the visual of the, of the uh, tug of war. I mean, because a lot of, and we've been a part of organizations where, 
you know, the tug of war was internal and, 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 you know, no matter what you believe, if you're in business and specifically in sales, there's always a tug of war. There's always a, a market that needs your product, but is resistant to being sold. Right. And so the tug of war should always be your team against the world. And if the tug of war ends up being internal, you know, your, your team against you, um, that's a, you know, that starts at the leaders. So anyway, great, great analogy. Um, I think it's important to note something and I don't mean to cut you off there because oh, you don't want to lose this thought. Right. I think sometimes when we talk, you know, it, it's, it's the perfect world, right? Here's what we need to do. And one thing I want to make sure that's not confused here, as far as being in concert, getting to know one another and being on a mission together, doesn't mean there's not going to be moments of friction. Bingo. Right. Cause I think that's something that can really be lost in translation here is when you grow, like they, I think back to when, you know, I, I grew, I think eight inches in one year. Yeah. And those growing pains, I remember at night, you know, the legs are growing, the body's just, you know, just get, getting thrashed um, because it's just extreme growth. There's going to be moments of friction, but I believe if you've had those, those, those moments at the beginning where you understand where someone's going, what they want, and we're working on, uh, on something together, if that piece is missed, when friction happens, it could typically, it will fall apart, right? It because you don't will. know what someone's motive is. So That's right. I think it's really important just to note that, man, it's okay to have moments of friction and just, you know, Hey, we're going to, we're, we're going to duke this out. We're going to argue this yep. out and I'm going to get my point across and being able to be heard is so vital. So it's not just sunshines and rainbows all the time. The, the, you know, leading leaders can be yeah. difficult, but if you miss the foundation principle, I think of the engagement piece of understanding what makes someone tick will get you through those moments because that's where the growth happens. Well, you nailed it when you said the word foundation. I mean, think about it. There's an entire segment of construction focused on building for the purpose of surviving an earthquake, Right. So in those cases, the foundation is built with friction in mind. It's expecting friction. It knows there will be friction. So the same thing can be said in our leadership relationships when the fact, like you said, when the foundation is laid to say, look, more often than not, this isn't going to be comfortable, but that's the point. This is a safe space where we can literally duke it out and still be brothers because it's business, because it is emotional, because you're not any damn good at this unless you're passionate. And sometimes passion equals emotion and emotion equals friction, right? And so that's how we grow. Without that friction, it growth doesn't happen. So building the foundation where that's a safe space to say, you know what, if you need to drop an F-bomb on me and come in this room and just let me have it sometimes, if that's what helps keep you focused and, and not exploding downstream, man, let's go there. Um, that, that that you're exactly right, man. That's, that's vital. Um, but it all, it all comes back to that communication, laying the groundwork, understanding what's going to come. You're a leader. You've been through hell. You know, that hell is, is still out there and to be any damn good at what you do, you got to go through it and you got to take others through it. And so, you know, I think leaders can take bad news. They don't want surprises. So you lay it out for them. And, and, and set those expectations properly. Then when those moments come up, it's very easy to go, Hey, this is one of those moments. Let's get behind a closed door and let me have it real quick. Okay. Let me take that right. um, or however that needs to look, but you're absolutely right. 
and <laughs> we're 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 moving down this uh pathway here right and i and i think this is a a good spot where you know if you if you're leading leaders mm-hmm. and you've had this foundation um and you know maybe you've climbed up a rank to a certain point right where you know it can be mentally taxing to lead you know the front line leading leaders and i almost wonder you know, and maybe I'm posing this as a question or just a thought, because I, I know, you know, the kind of the end result here, but you get to this place where you're pouring so much out and sometimes it, it can get exhausting and it can be a burnout. And I wonder if, you know, someone who's like to be coached gets to this point where maybe they don't want that part of that friction anymore, right? But to embrace being coached. Like, I think it's so important as a leader that's leading others. I don't care if you're the CEO, the CFO, the president, whatever the case may be. If you don't have someone coaching you, I think that is an area for like warning, warning, like something needs to change. Yeah. Got a big, you know, there's, um, you're absolutely right. If you're a leader, there's a hole in your bucket. There just is everything that gets poured into you has to be poured out. That's, that's what happens. Um, And so I know we speak in a lot of analogies. That's another one. You've, you've got to, you'll never plug that hole. If you plug the hole, you're not a leader anymore. So it's important that you are complete, are, are completely focused on, on bringing back um, the level uh, so to speak from the top. And so, you know, that, yes, you've got to, you know, the minute you, stop developing yourself. You've created a lid. Now, if those of you that are Maxwell fans, you, you've, you understand the law of the lid, your team will only grow to your level. Right. And so at a certain point, you've got to make sure you keep that gap so that there's, there's room for growth. Um, and that only happens by you getting outside of yourself and being coached as well. And, and that's a, that's an, a very important piece of, of your leadership journey. And, um, you know, part of this this whole conversation this morning came from one of our peers that that I lean into as a mentor in a lot of ways, and he leans back into me in a lot of ways. We we're good for each other that way. He sends a an email or a text message out a couple times a week when something has struck him that he wants to share. And this morning's was really, I mean, just on topic, man. This has been on our mind, and here this comes through, but. Listen to this. It's, it's a quote from Thomas Schelling. It says, the one thing that no one can do, no matter how smart they are, is come up with a list of things that would have never occurred to them. So another way of saying that is, uh, I mean, it, plenty of times we've been too deep in the forest to see the trees, right? Right. For a set of eyes, all those things. So when you when you have that opportunity to take a moment outside of yourself and, and get a, a a fresh set of eyes, a fresh set of perspective on what you're going through. Somebody asking you the questions you're not armed yet to ask yourself is how you get to that next level. That, that friction is what we need. Jeff and cord need to get to the next level. We've got to our, you know, our thinking has to be shaped that direction as we progress too. it's a, it's a never ending journey until we decide to hang it up. Yeah. Would you say that, it's important to have, you know, someone pouring into you from a leadership standpoint within the organization. 
identifying one person that can pour into you? And should you have someone pouring into you that is, doesn't have the eyes and the ears of the organization? Just yeah. a, just a, just a leader that can, you know, it doesn't always have to be talking shop, but we're just talking leadership here. Right. How, how important do you think that is to, to have, to have both, or maybe if you don't have both have the outside, like, yeah. Uh, well, diversity is huge. Right. And I think, you know, when you're always, and we all are as leaders, we, we find ourselves in a vacuum, our own little world, our own problems, our day to day is paramount. Um, but what you find when you get with people that are outside your industry, that don't know anything about your corporate day to day, what we find is a real universal, universal problem set, right? It, it, it doesn't really matter your industry what we're dealing with is humans and yeah. that variable is always in play. And it's usually emotional, right? And it's usually, it's either our emotion or their emotion, one of the two, but it's emotional. And therefore it, it can really get into gray space where you know what's right, but you also know what's going to hurt. And, uh, you know, it gets, it gets crazy. So when you get that kind of perspective from someone that doesn't understand your industry, but can somehow speak into you anyway, um, it really opens your eyes to, first of all, my problems aren't the biggest problems in the world. My problems aren't necessarily unique. There's others that have gone through this. The context just might vary, um, but it's not, it, it, it makes the world feel a little smaller, I think, um, when you're able to get that kind of perspective. So I don't know the first damn thing about dentistry other than my dentist doesn't like it if I don't brush twice a day. Um, but one of my mentors for the last 10 years is a very successful dentist. And guess what? Every time we get on the phone, we we have a ton to talk about, even though we have nothing in common from a business standpoint. Um, it's just, you know, people. Yeah. So I recommend it, but I think it's a personal choice, too. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, I think it's important. Right. And, and I think, you know, the diversification that you talked about. Right. I think it's so important because it opens our eyes to certain things that maybe we're our blinders. Right. Like take yeah. off the blinders. We all have blind spots. Um, and I, you know, I, I know we've been pretty active on LinkedIn and I think you've taken a little bit of a backseat on there and I, I'm still pretty active on it on a daily basis. But I almost wonder sometimes as I'm watching some of these posts. Right. There's some good nuggets out there. and There's just a lot of fluff. Yeah, And I almost yeah. wonder if people are utilizing LinkedIn as their coach and they're getting so many different, th- right? Like it, there's yeah. so many coaches out there that are pitching, Hey, let me do this. Let me do that. And yeah. you know, you, you have a conversation. Okay. What have you, what, who have you worked with? What have you done? And there's really nothing. They're just a well, coach. Like, I know. I, I think that, the, you know, there's, there's something to be said for positive affirmation, right? It's, a, yeah, it's an important sure. part of believing. Um, but I think that, if LinkedIn is where you're going for that, then you're, you're really only getting part of it. Um, you know, the, I think there's a new term I've heard a lot out there, motivation porn, right? And that's yeah. really what those nuggets are. They're a great quick burst of like aha or energy or motivation or inspiration, whatever. But the one thing that's not happening there is, is it really changing the fiber of who you are? Or did it just give you a momentary burst of energy? And, and the reason it's not changing the fiber of who you are is there's never a question asked that you have to answer. It's just a statement that provides a little bit of encouragement. Great. But what happens the third time you got your nose bloody jerking doors today? That encouragement is the furthest thing from your mind. 
but where somebody's asking you the deep set questions about, you know, why you're getting punched in the nose or what you're doing after you're punched in the nose or what, you know, the, getting to the root of helping you not get punched in the nose is often that's coaching. <laughs> that's coaching. Right. And, and no amount of motivation porn is ever going to get you there. So that's cute. And it has a purpose, but it's also just half the picture. Yeah. I, I you know, I think one of the things there's so much out there, but really if someone's having issues, if someone's having a hard time finding a coach, yeah. right. Externally, not from your internal organization. Um, and I'm just going to few thoughts out there. Then you can, you know, um, yeah. disagree or, or add your thoughts here is in your inner circle of trust. Right. I'm, I'm sure most people have some friends, they go to dinner, they, you know, not everyone. I know me, I got friends that are outside of what I do for a living. Oh yeah. Um, you know, some of them very successful, but really just having the question of like, Hey, I need someone, I need a coach. I need someone who do you know? And, and really get it, not searching and go and, you know, pay someone a bunch of money to be your coach that you really don't know. But I would say, ask those questions inside of your, your small circle, so to speak yep. of a reference of somebody that is willing and open to be coaching you. And I think starting there is a good spot. I couldn't agree more. And I think if we all think about it, there's already someone in our lives that we have a great deal of respect for that seems to have it all together. Um, that, you know, when we picture their life, it seems wonderful. You probably already know that person. And I'll just say it. We have not because we ask not. Um, there is, there is a lot of, well, you know, fortune favors the bold, right? Go ask. Hey, you know what? I've been watching you a long time. I have a lot of respect for the way you do things. I don't know if you mentor anyone, but I, I sure would love the opportunity to spend a little more time figuring out how you tick. Yeah. Um, you know that man, because again, it's all just perspective and it's, it's, if you see somebody doing things the way you'd like to be doing things, man, I tell you what people, people love to share when asked, they just do. I do. I love yeah. it. Um, yeah. and if you're interested enough to ask me, I'm, I'm probably going to go ahead and help you. So, sure. um, be bold, yeah. check your circle first and then look in your town, look in your, you know, I mean, there's probably, a you know, there's probably a, a realtor or a doctor or somebody in your town that's visible, that is a mover and shaker that's making things done that get done, that has all the connections you'd love to have all those things, man. That's just sending them a note, asking them for a cup of coffee. Uh, you'd be amazed. You'd be yeah. amazed. Um, so that's, that's how you find your way into those inner circles. You got to freaking ask. <laughs> yeah. Well, closed mouth doesn't get fed. Right. Right. hundred percent of the time. Um, well, I, you know, I've enjoyed the conversation this morning. I think, you know, I, I don't know if there's a lot of actual items in what we talked about other than at the very end here, but I, my hope would be that, you know, we've said something today that might spark, uh, something in our listeners, right? right? If you're leading, maybe you're leading just frontline staff, maybe you're leading leaders, maybe you're being led. Uh, you know, you're a leader, but you have a leader that's leading you. And maybe there hasn't been that like structure or that, that, that foundation's been set. I would say challenge to, to have that open conversation and say, Hey, you know, I'm reporting to you, but I really don't know. We don't know much about each other other than our, our roll up numbers of what we've got to do. Sure. Um, and I, 
that might be scary, but I think it's important because that's how you really can help grow the organization that you're at. No matter what type of sales you're in, you're going right. to trust, you're going to have those leaders that are just jerks, right? right. Um, that they just don't care. Um, yeah. But there might be a leader within the organization that even though they, you don't directly, they don't directly lead you um, where you can have a conversation, right? Um, a pathway. So that's right. Hopefully, well, hopefully I, I don't want to, I don't want to be so egotistical as to think that there's anybody out there that, that, uh, that, you know, desperately needs more of this from you or I, but I would put it out there as to say, if you'd like to talk, if, if anything we've said has sparked something in you and you think maybe one of us is the one you need to speak with, reach out. We both have bandwidth. We, we both absolutely live for this. So, um, not kidding. Just reach out messages through, through LinkedIn. If you know us, text us, uh, you know, I'm cord.stockwell at gmail.com for crying out loud. Use it. There've been times I needed it and it's time to pay it forward. So bring it on. Yep. You can always get us at engagement matters five. That is the number five at gmail.com. That's right. So thanks for putting it out there. I forgot the five. (laughs) You got it, man. Engagement matters five at gmail.com. Well, have a, a spectacular Friday, a weekend. And, uh, this already got me fired up this morning. Just, just having this conversation, right? Um, don't, don't forget to find a coach, uh, leaders leading together in unison. Um, yeah, it's a powerful thing. Um, and I think that's a, that's a, a train that can't be stopped if you're in lockstep. Solve so many problems. If you don't believe me, just go try it. There you go. (laughs) All right. Have a wonderful day. All right.